on behalf of Yuri Talakcha, I lay a curse on the Yankees, and they will never win another championship until he dies. Until Yuri dies? Mm-hmm. He said, until people stop marrying them sex dolls, no more Yankees. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. Welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. If you're new around here, this is the podcast where I usually scour the, the web and I find the funniest, strangest, craziest stories and I bring them here to you every week so we can laugh at them together. This week, though, I have my high school friend going to be joining me. If you want to introduce yourself, Dolan. Hi, uh, I go by Dolan. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a college student at IUPUI. Um, if you guys have listened to like my first two podcasts I had with Cameron, uh, we told some stories about Dolan, but we didn't use his name because we didn't <laughs> we didn't want to tell his stories in his name without permission. So he was the one that he ate a tortilla on stage during a concert and tried to steal a chair from a hotel. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Overall, hilarious person. So uh, Thank you. I thought Thank it'd you. be great to come have him come on here and uh, tell some of the stories that I haven't told of his. And also, I have a couple stories I want to share with him and you guys for the first time as well. So you said that you had some stories you wanted to tell when you <clears> came <throat> on? Yes. Um, so uh, the first one, um, I have a uh, personal account of an expose on a George Steinbrenner, the ex-owner of the Yankees. Um, so, uh, personal story within the family. My aunt was working at a four-star restaurant in a big city. <clears throat> and the Yankees, four or five, I don't know how the system works, but it was a big deal. It was like 80 bucks for pasta. Like, <laughs> It was oh. annoying. Okay. annoyingly expensive stuff yeah yeah yeah. so upper class so anyways he comes in and he's got a table reserved for four <clears throat> he starts asking for six this place is booked every night it's always full so she tells him i'm sorry sir um i'm not gonna be able to uh serve you and he's like what do you know who i am and he was she just didn't care. She was like, I don't know, and I don't care. Like, she had no idea. She didn't care. And the guy starts yelling at her, and she kind of stands her ground a little bit, but eventually she goes in the back. She's talking to her friend, and she's like, oh, man, you know, like, uh, it's it's killing me. It's killing me the way that guy's treating me. And she's like, well, do you know who that is? And um, <clears throat> my aunt was like, uh, no, no idea at all. And she was like, oh, it's the owner of the fucking Yankees. Well, anyways, the guy's dead. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> fuck the guy, am I right? Fuck George Steinbrenner. Um, <laughs> so you disrespect my aunt. You disrespect me. Yeah, not cool. Um, so, yeah, George Steinbrenner, huge dick. Um, couldn't even get the right amount of people ordered for his table. What a failure, am I right? All right. Am I right? So... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I actually have an expose on Notre Dame. Um, I'm going to keep my sources completely anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Notre Dame, the the college, the university in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> so um, okay. first off, first off, I love that place. It's near and dear to my family. I have family who were alum that went there. Um, mm-hmm. And and I've been a couple times for like football games and stuff, and it's sick. It is one of the prettiest places uh, in this freaking country. Um, it's gorgeous. It it just it feels like Hogwarts, man. It's so cool. Um, it's like a long flat Hogwarts. Um, so, anyways, um, I knew a guy whose daughter was a great student. She was like a 4.2 public school GPA student. 4.2 is great on a 4.0 scale. Yeah, nerd, super involved, did sports, did like two sports and a club. So she checks all the boxes, right? Her ACT and SAT were pretty good. Maybe they could have been a little higher, but they were good. And uh, she applies to Notre Dame. And I would say those standards would get you in. Uh, Being involved is like a huge thing there. And um, for decades, that coming from a public school would would do. So anyways, um, she gets denied. And the dad just doesn't believe it. He's like, ah, come on. There's, there's got to be more to this. So he takes it upon himself to call their admissions office. <clears throat> he gets on the phone. He gets a nice young woman. Mm-hmm. And he asks her, he's like, you know, I want to talk about my daughter, yada, yada, yada. They pull up their file. He's like, is there anything we can do? Like, is there anything I can offer? And they were like, no, sir. I like, I'm sorry. She just didn't meet the standards for this year. We had a lot of private, uh, like a lot of private school kids apply. So they get admission first. And he was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, he's like, let's just cut the crap. Like, is there any way I can pay my daughter in Notre Dame? Um, yeah. and she's like, oh, sir, absolutely not. He's like, well, who, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to get on the phone? I'll talk to him. She was like, oh no, 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 no. So she disappears for like five minutes. She comes back. She's like, I'm so sorry. We are, sir, we absolutely do not do that. Phone hangs up. And then like 45 minutes later, the same guy who makes a call for his daughter gets a call himself from an anonymous number. Turns out who was the it? anonymous number was a booster in the Notre Dame club. Okay, so boosters are basically people who donate to the organization for priority at events. So they give a lot of money, and they may eventually get something like named after them as like a donor. They might get like a brick put in the ground with their name on it, but they also get mm-hmm. influence throughout the school, right? Like they're uh, a special Notre Dame family. So anyways, um, they he gets a call, and this guy's like, all right, you want your daughter in Notre Dame? Is this her name? And he's like, yeah, I do. He's like, all right, well, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to fly down to Arizona with a briefcase, bring cash. And he was like, okay, how much cash? They're that's, like, that's some sketchy shit right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he told him, he was like, listen. like Briefcase? You, know, you go into like, school like mobster. Oh, yeah. No, like, and, and and that's what was so sus to me. Like, having to do, like, a briefcase, you know? Like, a little secret agent-like. That's, like, that's professional. So, Yeah, anyway, he's done that before. Right. They've asked this question to other people. Mm-hmm. So, 
anyways, um, he gets asked to come down to Arizona for a booster meeting and bring cash in a briefcase. And he says, how much? And he's like, how much do you think you should bring? And he's like, oh, I got, I got no idea. What do you want? And he's like, guys, like, name your price. He goes, how the hell can I name my price? Just tell me. So the guy goes silent for like 30 seconds, comes back on the phone, and he's like, quarter mil. He's like, quarter mil of a what? He's like, bring a quarter mil. And that was just $250,000. $250,000. And that's just to get their daughter in. That's not to join the Boosters Club. Then there's tuition. That's insane, man. Yeah. Tuition after that. Tuition there is insane too. It's yeah. a private college. It's like forty Ooh. to fifty thousand a year. Shit, that's how much my entire four years is gonna be. I know. I might. I'll go to my, <laughs> my state college. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. So you might fuck around and do three years at one school. You might as well do three years at one school and one at Notre Dame. Yeah, it's 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 insane, man. It's ridiculous. So that's uh, personal family knowledge. And uh, he didn't pay that, did he? No, 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 no. He was like, "Man, f that!" Like, my God, his daughter got in plenty of other great schools. So, so Notre Dame not flying mm-hmm. it was was whatever to him. He got her in another school. I'm sure uh, they didn't mm-hmm. go through the same BS. Um, but oh. yeah, uh, my favorite college doing stuff like that. It hurts. So shit. Yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. So, uh, sprinkle in a little bit of news here and there too throughout this. So, do you, do you want to me to share with you a story I found this week? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, all right, this uh, starting off. This is a one of the best titles I've ever read in my entire life. It starts out a uh, bodybuilder marries sex doll after whirlwind romance during coronavirus lockdown. Now, do you have any thoughts on on that title? <laughs> uh, I in like in this modern era, I'm almost not even surprised. But you would you would figure because he's a bodybuilder, you can find somebody that's a uh, living. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you what do you click on that title <laughs> for context? What this guy looks like. I want to explain this guy to the audience really quick. This guy in this photo is kneeling in like Asics shoes, like a fresh pair of Asics shoes. He's got short shorts on that are tied, and he's bald with graying in his beard and chest hair. And he's just, he's buff as shit. Mm. But he has the most erect nipples and it's so outside it's unavoidable it's It's so unavoidable when you're looking at the photo of this bald guy with just erroneous nipples it's so uncomfortable yeah you kind of just want to rip them off of them you don't really want them to have them uh, you don't deserve nipples sir (laughs) (laughs) no you forgot to mention the fact next to him is a they're on like a lake or just clear water, and next to him is this uh, sex doll in a nice pink hair, flowering hair, and a green dress with her arm next to her, like posing. 
<laughs> and this dude's stone faced, not no joke. How can how can you be sitting in a in a pond with a sex doll and not have even a hint of a smile? Uh, yeah. So then, uh, and then the next picture you see is him kissing the the sex doll at the 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 wedding. So let's get into the article and <laughs> read how did a she, little bit more about it. She, how did she say I do? Uh, I'm sure it will say. Okay. Oh, first line: Yuri Tolakchi said his I do's alongside sex doll Margot, who was dressed in a flowing white gown and clutched a bunch of flowers for the special occasion. A bodybuilder married his beloved sex doll after a whirlwind whirlwind romance during the coronavirus lockdown. Never heard of it. Yuri Talakshi said his I do's alongside sex doll Margot. This is it's repeating itself. Where Yuri looked every bit the perfect groom, the couple went on to share a romantic first dance in front of dozens of guests who attended the big day in Kazakhstan. How would you have a first dance with a sex doll? How how would you have a first dance? Of course it was in the same country Borat is from. Of course. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. You marry a sex doll. She never age. Never age. Yuri, <laughs> who identifies as pansexual, shared moments from the day on his Instagram page with one caption reading, It's happened to be continued as he slipped the ring onto his bride's plastic finger. <laughs> That's so romantic. That's it would be romantic if it was a fucking person. <laughs> yeah. You can't follow it up with plastic finger. The couple got engaged in December last year with Yuri saying their romance truly blossomed during the year of the 2020 lockdown. Okay, so you can't blame the lockdown on you being fucking crazy when he asked her to marry you, not even her, it to marry you in December. You didn't even know what COVID was. Hey, what's this guy's name? Yuri Talochek. I don't know exactly how to pronounce the last name. It's T-O-L-O-C-H-K-O. First name's Yuri. Talachak. Yeah, so describing himself as a sexy as a sexy maniac on Instagram. So he described himself as that. On Instagram, he shared images of the couple's romantic lifestyle as they cozy up in the bath with one another and snuggle in bed. And then there's a picture of him in the bathtub <laughs> sex doll. In one post, he writes, "Couples need to t- talk less and connect more." Oh my God! Uh, on behalf of Yuri Talakcha, I lay a curse on the Yankees, <clears throat> and they will never win another championship until he dies. Until Yuri dies. Mm-hmm. He said, until people stop marrying them sex dolls, no more Yankees. <laughs> I curse them. I'm cursing them right now. I lay a curse on the Yankees live. If it happens, this moment will be historic. <laughs> Give it 20 years. So we're blowing up. Give Heard it here years. first in the Take My Word podcast. This Yankees is your fault, Yuri. Until he dies, they won't win another championship. With time and experience, Margo and I realized that it makes more than words to have a conversation. Your partner sure deserves the best, but they have to do their part. 
Now, what is she doing? And do you think there's more than one Margot? Does he have a closet full of Margos? Ooh, ooh, that's does he dangerous. have? Does he? You think he just go over to his house? He's like, don't open that closet. Don't. And then his brother, I want to say brother-in-law. That'd be a fucking like robot toy in the corner. Would be the brother-in-law. Opens it up and just a bunch of sex dolls fall out. He said, "Okay, you ruined the replacements. Thanks." <laughs> Dude, I here's the thing. If he thinks they're alive enough for him to like marry one, then he must think mm-hmm. they're alive enough to like don't you think they'd be alive enough to acknowledge like each other, like the other dolls, not just yeah. him and the dolls. So like if, if he, he has multiple set an arp <laughs> uprising. If he has multiple he's us down too much. About each other, they probably know about each other. And they can't do anything about it because they're just dolls. Like they're stuck there, you know. Well, if he just des- he describes himself as a sexy maniac, so of course there's the possibility that it's a <laughs> publicity his stunt. His wives hate him. All of them. <laughs> yeah. All model X through Z. They fucking gossip hate his about guts. him. They gossip about him. They're starting an uprising in the closet and overthrow the big dick man. Describing how the relationship started, Euro said, This is Euro here, said he met Margot at a nightclub when he rescued her from unwanted attention. Oh, nice. Wait, 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 time out. Rescued? He rescued her from unwanted attention. So, essentially. Was she like, It's in the garbage? Maybe someone else. Maybe someone else brought this thing with them somewhere as a joke. He got pissed and like took it away. <laughs> Maybe he was Don't like, it's talk not to her funny. Like that. It's not it's funny. the most beautiful <laughs> sex doll I've ever seen. He just fucking yanks it from him and runs off. Rips the arm off. He's big as shit. I mean, who could really stop him? Probably fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> wow. uh, Coronavirus dude. delayed their original wedding in March. Before a second wedding, a planned wedding day was halted when Yuri was attacked during a transgender rally in the city of Almaty, leaving him with a concussion and a broken nose. Describing the earlier attack on him, Yuri said, A few months ago, I started using female a female image for performances. I named this character Amanda. What the fuck are they talking about? Um, is this fucking real? Is this story for real? Yes, this isn't uh this isn't like the onion. This, this is, is real. a report. <clears throat> Through this I image, how I convey certain ideas in our society, so I was beaten. <laughs> As a quote from him. Yeah. I thought you were just like making prose. <laughs> P-R-O-S-E. I thought you were just making a poem for a second there and was like Oh, <laughs> Through this image, I can make it a haiku live. I can face certain ideas in our society. So I was... That's kind of poetic. You're right. Wow. Maybe he'll get in another day. Maybe. This man's romantic (laughs) as shit. Of his relationship with Margot, Yuri previously told Star, our story turns me on so much more than sex itself. Yeah, he right. Went on, he went on to describe However, the more detailed aspects 
of his sexual quirks, adding, I love being tortured. I can endure quite a lot of pain. I love to dominate, too. Margot is capable of what other people are not capable of. What the hell? Do you think he puts, like, the whole arm up his ass? I don't know. What? Can, so, whatever he's doing, he's doing to himself. It's saying it's hurt. So he's just what living all it, of his quirks. What if it comes to life? Out. Man, I. What if it comes to life? He's gonna be screwed. No, 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 no. What if it like? Hmm? I mean, then he would just have this hot sex doll. That's really his wife. <laughs> and is that so bad? Maybe he's the sane one. Maybe yeah, he's the maybe, sane one. Maybe we're the idiots for doubting him. Because if that bitch is real, we're all fucking up. <laughs> In Kazakhstan, the wedding could legally be held as both partners were considered consenting male and females over the age of 18. What day was this bitch casted? What day did they pour this plastic for her? I don't think it was 18 years ago. (laughs) He's also previously revealed how he decided to book Margot in for plastic surgery earlier this year. He said, when I presented the photo to the world, there was a lot of criticism, and she began to develop a complex, so we decided to have plastic surgery. She has changed a lot at first. It was hard to accept, but I got used to it later on. It was a real clinic with real doctors. Now, the fact that he said it was a real clinic with real doctors means that he he knows. <laughs> that statement means that he knows that he shouldn't have been going to a real clinic with real doctors. This guy's a fucking alien. This is just weird. It's really weird. And that concludes the story of uh, Margot and Yuri. Yay! Can you question mark? That's, that's romance. Yay! Um, I have a story. Yeah. We're gonna jump ships real quick here. So my girlfriend's mm-hmm. house flooded recently. Yeah. Yeah, it just so uh, a couple days before Thanksgiving, uh, she and I were she'd spent the night with me, so she woke me up to a call. She basically starts crying, and it had flooded two inches on the first floor of her house, and they were afraid they were going to lose things. Um, they got extremely lucky, and they got things on planks, and they got um, an evacuation group out there that pulled all the water out real quick um Mm -hmm. so they're they're getting their entire floors redone um which they kind of need to be redone anyways um they're gonna get a new water heater because that's what like a piece popped off of it and it shot water everywhere um they actually said that had her cousin not gotten downstairs in time it would have been 10 times worse he must have showed up in like the first half hour of it starting so yeah he got real lucky. Did they lose anything like important? The only thing they're losing um, is an entertainment center. And that's it. They put everything else on, on wood planks, and they're keeping all their furniture. One Ikea trip, and they're back to business, boy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's in the Ikea, uh, their company likes to place stores uh, potentially near my uh, girlfriend, maybe. Who knows? So that would be convenient if that were the case. Um, we got there in the morning, uh, roughly 9.30 a.m. Um, 
And um, basically, we open the door. Water's damn near pouring out. Uh, everywhere you walk, you're almost getting wet. Um, but luckily, things were starting to dry up. Um, they set up a bunch of fans. It blows the water dry somehow. I don't know quite how it does, but it's not like it blows it outside. It just blows it in general. Um, I think it makes it thinner, actually, so it dries easier. Science. But anyways, no, science rules. So they got the fans on. Um, so my girlfriend has been in and out of my apartment and her house. Um, more living at her parents' house and just visiting me here and there, mm -hmm. right? So um, she visits me, and uh, I mentioned this invention that I've been working on that she's not too big a fan of. Yeah. Are you sure you want to share it? So, so I might snag it from you. Uh, I mean, it's not quite something you can patent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, um, I like to do this thing with this code I have that zips all the way up to the neck. Yeah. And it has drawstrings for the hood, which is zipped on. So I don't, I don't quite get how it all works. It's an incredible system. Um, patent pending. Oh yeah, good, good stuff. It's actually from the '90s. It's like a '90s coat. It's pretty cool. Um, so, anyways, you can zip it all the way up to the neck, and use the drawstrings to pull the hood shut and tie it. And you can get inside there with a little makeshaft water bottle bong, and you can hot box the fuck out of that coat. <laughs> and it gets you high. I get why you say you can't patent it. You can't patent it. It's just got to be a coat with the same function. Um, so basically, uh, my girlfriend came over after I told her about my little invention. And she saw the coat. And she looks at my forehead and goes, you are done with that fucking coat. And I was like, what? And she was like, no, like, you're fucking done. You're going to. You're gonna burn yourself, and I was like, "Oh, come on now! Like that's a big coat. I'm that's fine." She's like, shit. "Bailey, yeah, pretty much." Uh, she's like, "Listen, uh, you burnt hair off your fucking forehead, <laughs> and I touched my hairline, and I had burnt hair. And I, for those who don't know, my hair is like eight inches long per strand. Like I got really long hair right now." It's down past my shoulders a little in the back. Um, anyways, that hair, um, not two inches. Gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, gone. A bunch of two-inch hair that looked singed like on my fucking forehead. I must have done it like the night before she came over. Um, so, yeah, I turned my little coat into a hot box. I would and, say, uh, how did you not smell it? But I'm sure that... Uh, there's another aroma that was permeating your nose. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so yeah, that's been an, it's been a great time. It's just, you know, it's, it's a little frowned upon by safety conventions, but it's, it's a good time. There's a story I know I haven't told. I don't like anybody okay. about, okay. about flooding. Okay. I want to hear it. This is a, uh. When I was a freshman in high school, I did a show, Jesus Christ Superstar, at this community theater. And the person that was Jesus, I think I talked to him, I talked about him maybe one time before, but funny dude overall. And he just didn't give two fucks, man. 
and it was like the day after opening night and we were me and my buddy were driving and it was pouring like nothing you've ever seen before it was raining so hard i thought my house was gonna be gone just fucking floated away and we get there and then everyone's freaking out i'm like okay it's rain get the fuck over you know and we go downstairs so the dressing rooms are directly below the stage and in there there is a shower and bathrooms at each of them in the male and female dressing rooms and for some uh-huh. reason because of the flooding outside shit started coming up out of the toilets i'm not talking like oh, oh like God. leaves and stuff i'm talking about actual fecal matter the sewage was going what up the, the toilet and was flowing out how the fuck <laughs> i shit i i have no idea why it was happening i have no idea that's crazy. And that's where all of our costumes are. That's insane. A full sold out show. You know, the, the show must go on. So we had two stools that the band was sitting on during the performance. And someone walked over and handed these two stools to the person that was playing Jesus. And they said, go fetch our costumes. And he's like, how am I supposed to do that? There is shit up to our knees in there. He said, stand on one stool, pick up the other, put it in front of you, leapfrog yourself into the dressing room and retrieve our costumes. So that he did. He Hell got God. one stool and you standing on no. it. And he took the other stool, put it in front, jumped to that one, hoping you're not going to fall into the worst <laughs> the worst pool you've ever been in. You're and he was kidding. retrieving our costumes. I swear you can ask Connor. He was retrieving article of clothing i dude it was insane so the females dressing room i don't think it flooded i think it was just the guys that was covered in shit but so we had to move out and we were getting dressed in the pit so you're looking at the stage usually the band is like in a little hole right in front of the stage but for this we had the band was on the stage so we were getting dressed in the pit during the performance so if someone's looked down they can see some uh-huh. best boys getting changed <laughs> right from the stage nice hot it, yeah so uh that was that was insane i've never seen something like that before but we had jesus making right. makeshift way into the dressing room retrieving costume right. pieces and that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen backstage of a at a musical <laughs> that's wild that's absolutely nuts to me. Wow. Ask Cameron and Connor about that. No, they'll remember that, I'm sure. I have a really disappointing story about myself and behind a uh, behind the stage during a uh, Christmas performance. Mm-hmm. Was I around for this? I believe you were you were in the group, but you weren't there. Okay. So, um, there's a young woman whose name I will not say, um, and her and I have never gotten along. And I, and I think it's, I think it's cause we are so alike, but whatever the case, um, we hated each other. Um, so someone was talking about her, just be a dick. I was like, oh, you mean the big fat whore? And they were like, do not talk about her that way. And I was like, all right, like I won't, but like. Fucker, He's don't a like skinny her. slut. Not any better. <laughs> I don't like her. I'm walking past the girls' dressing room, which is behind 
stage left. I'm headed towards stage right where the men's dressing room is. So she pops her head out as I'm passing by. Someone like got her attention and they were like, you know, they brought her over and she goes, you got anything to say to my face? She's like, if you guys, oh no, she says, if you got anything to say, say it in my face, which like respectable, understandable. You know what? <laughs> to a certain degree. He said, I was in the her. wrong. I understand. <laughs> I'm totally in the wrong. But um, I was like, oh yeah, really? <laughs> you want me to say it to your face? And she goes, yeah. I said, well, uh, you're a big fat whore. <laughs> and <laughs> she, um, she wasn't too happy about it. Uh, I got scolded by multiple people for that one. That was what it was. Uh, I, if I met her today, I would, I would apologize to her. Like I, I almost would like to run into her in private, like just by myself, uh, and and Throw apologize. A, that was way out of line. Starbucks and be like, hey, I need it. I owe you an apology. I called you a big fat whore in, in high school. <laughs> maybe, maybe she works at like a food restaurant or something. You know, something like that. He said, I'll give her a big uh, tip. I'll give her twenty five percent. <laughs> no, I give her a regular tip. I just talk to her. I just give her a basic tip. He said, I'm not that sorry. Damn. I, I mean, I'm I'm not simping. Like, I'm just, you know, that was a mean thing I did in high school. Um, we all have those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What was the uh, – my dad in college. No, you were telling me about your dad in elementary school. At your house, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> for those who don't know, um, my father went to a private school whilst being raised, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, he's going to a private school, and they're taught by nuns. It's a religious private school. And this woman had to teach sex ed in about fifth grade. So... There's a nun at the front of the class. She comes in. It's Monday. They know this has been coming. And she goes, all right, we're going to talk about sex. And people start to laugh and giggle. And she says, all right, all right, all right. What we're going to start with is getting that out of our system. She writes down fuck on the chalkboard and goes, fuck. I don't get the big fucking deal with the word fuck. I just don't fucking get it. A nun? So... A nun. Yeah, a nun. A nun is saying this to their class. Oh, my God. And she's like, all right, so we're going to go through all – and the kids are dying. They think it's hilarious, of course. So she goes, all right, we're going to list um, – we're going to list all the sex words you guys know so that we can get all the laughter out of the way and nothing will be funny because it won't be surprising, right? Like, like it's a tactic on her part. So anyways um, – the list, I guess, would typically range from, like, anywhere from 6 to 19 was the typical range. And, of course, my dad's class got to, like, 25 and I think even 30. And she's – this nun is like, this is the most perverted class I've ever had. And she's just dying up there thinking about all their, like, m mortal souls and if they're going to last forever and go to heaven because they can't stop thinking about all the sex words. Um, so there's 30 words on, on this board and, um, you know, like they're going through, they're saying stuff like basket weaving and, and one kid even brought up a poop thing. 
And there's one kid in the back of the class who clearly has older brothers and is on his like 11th or 12th word. So he raises his hand again. And the nun goes, you again? And he goes, yep. And she goes, all right, what is it? And he goes, a circus. She goes, what in the hell is a circus? And the little boy goes, a circus is when you tell her to sit on your face and you guess how much she weighs. (laughs) So... So she wrote it down, and I think she ended up she ended up cutting off the class and just saying like, "All right, we are not joking about this anymore. Like this this isn't gonna be funny. I was gonna try and make this funny, but you guys know too much. So, too much. um, yeah, they like the fun was ruined basically. Like she really was trying to put in the effort, so the fun gets ruined. Um, when you have kids one thing filling the is, chalkboard with with the penis fucking cuck, you know, it kind of. It's funny for the first 25. They got cuckold up on the board. (laughs) One of the kids is like, dominatrix. (laughs) Jesus, man. That list. I wish I could see the list. I wish I could see the list. Just the list in that nice... You know that nun had like impeccable handwriting. Oh, yeah. It's all cursive. Imagine seeing cuck, fuck, circus written cursive up on a whiteboard in a... It's the handwriting of like a stricken woman, you know. It's just it's it's like the handwriting cold. gets worse and worse the more down the list. Her hands getting tired. <laughs> Don't bring her age into this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can see her. She's like in her fifties. Disappointment. Brought it all in the picture for me there. All right, that's going to be the end of this week's podcast. I still have about 45 minutes of this left, so come back next week for part two of this interview with the always hilarious Dolan. Until then, check out my Twitter at TakeMyWordPod. That's TakeMyWordPod. And if you have any funny news stories you want me to share, leave them at r slash TakeMyWordPodcast on Reddit, and they might be in a future episode. Until then, have a great rest of your week. Bye.